Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. We have a fantastic show coming up for you tonight. We're going to be talking about simulated universes. Is the Matrix real? Yeah, simulated universes. The Matrix. I know. It was a movie. But there is some real credence to this idea as to whether or not we are actually living in a simulation. It may not actually be a computer simulation. So to get things started off, kick things off here, of course... We have to do this. This episode of Beyond the Shadows is brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. Here we go. So Ichabod Cranium and Ghosty are all ready for the show. I see a lot of people have been waiting down there in the chat. I really appreciate you guys hanging out down there. Between shows, we had a fantastic Edge of the Rabbit Hole episode with Jeremy Ray from MUFON. And so, uh, yeah, we uh, we'll definitely have to have him back. We got really deep into uh, ufology, uh, sightings, and even some different theories as to what may actually be going on out there. And so this show here is going to encompass a lot of other different theories and go, that was kind of, that was the edge of the rabbit hole. This is like going way down in it. We're like going beyond the rabbit hole. Well, we call it beyond the shadows, right? So uh, real quick though, something that I do want to address, and I hate, I hate the fact that I actually am going to address it here, but I will. Because there's been a lot of questions lately, whether down there in the chat room, on social media, all that stuff. So I guess I have to say a little bit of something. Um, people have been asking about where Shauna is. And um, I mean, it's it's something personal, but I understand this is a public-facing entity here with Haunted Road Media. So Shauna is no longer helping with Haunted Road Media. Um, just plain and simple. That's it. Um I'm not going to get into it. No details, nothing. It's a personal matter. We'd rather keep that private. And that's just that's just the way it is. So um, there we go. We're going to get on with the show. All right. So simulated universe. The Matrix. What is that? I actually talk about it in A Walk in the Shadows. And I know this is a shadow person book. But I actually have a chapter in here on... That's called Shadows in the Matrix. It it gets into the idea of, okay, if the Matrix is real, if we're living in a simulated universe, then what would the shadow people actually be within this simulated universe? That's a few steps down the road in the conversation tonight. We have to back it up a little bit. And so... Um, so there's a couple of things that I want to do here. Um, I have some quotes in the book from, uh, from Greg Braden, who... Um, at, Fantastic guy. He does a lot of work with Gaia. He does a lot of stuff with um, with consciousness teachings and, and things like this. And so um, I'm actually going to get into some of his quotes here to kind of help define. Now, I have a degree in simulation programming. And so I could I could spout off, you know, a little thing about what a simulation is. But I like the way he puts it. And so this is these are actually a couple of quotes from him um, on his show that's actually... Um, on Gaia, and he gets into, it, it's called, oh shoot, now I can't even remember what that, what the name of it was offhand, <laughs> Missing Links, right, um, Missing Links on Gaia, in, in his second season, he gets into this, this matrix, and, you know, the simulated universe, so let's get into a couple of things real quick here, and so this is something that I really uh, like, and I've shown you guys this thing before, this is this is essentially the connected universe. This is an X-ray of, of the universe. And it shows here 
how all these different systems are connected with each other. And so it's kind of an ongoing series that we've been doing on and off here with The Connected Universe. We actually have a Beyond the Shadows episode called The Connected Universe. And so you can see how a lot of our different episodes have kind of been going down this road. And the book that I'm working on right now, which is, which is the follow-up to A Walk in the Shadows, gets really uh, deep into this, gets into different dimensions, time, space, all that stuff. And we've covered a lot of those topics lately, interdimensional beings, these sorts of things. So that's a connected universe. There you go. There's a bunch of uh, planets within the matrix. But what I want to do here is kind of um, get into uh, the idea of, of what a simulation is. So this is what Braden has to say. Um, a simulation is an experience that allows us to immerse ourselves in an unfamiliar environment first, and second, it allows us to master the parameters of that environment in a relatively safe way while minimizing the risk of injury to ourselves or one another. So, kind of some ideas about a simulation and the way that we use it today. Um, very simply, something I mean, automatically coming to mind, you know, something like a flight simulator. Um, you know, a lot of our what our, our video games and what have you are simula simulations that are running. We run simulations for testing and diagnostics of all kinds of systems throughout. Um, I mean, heck, we use it at where I work and we're just testing, um, you know, we're testing truck maintenance computer software. <laughs> so there's a lot of different ways in which we run simulations against that in order to test the software packages that, you know, we're putting out. Um, you know, could be simulations as far as shooting a rocket up into space. So a lot of different things and how we use that, running simulations for, you know, your your vehicle, for, um, you know, for uh, the physicality of um, crash tests and things like that. A lot of different things that we do. Um, so what I liked about his statement was the remark about testing parameters and for for those of us that those of you that have been around here a while you know that we've talked a bit before about reincarnation this idea that we come down here to earth we're here to learn something right and then we you know after we've passed hopefully we've learned that we go up we come back so we're coming back here testing these parameters testing these parameters i mean that's that's what it sounds like to me we're down here to learn lessons and then we go back and we come down here to learn another lesson, you know, go through life, and then we go back. Um, so that really sounds a lot like this idea of, of testing these parameters to me. So let me see if you guys have any comments down here in the chat yet, or am I already just way, <laughs> I've already gone way too far down the rabbit hole. Um, somebody says something about tea. I actually did switch from coffee to tea here. So a couple other things that I do want to uh, quote from here real quick, and then we'll we'll really dive in. So kind of that along the lines of of ascension here. Um, so the Sanskrit word Maya actually means illusion. This kind of gets into the religious aspect of it. Um, this is a fundamental concept in the Hindu tradition. It tells us that it is under the illusion, under Maya's influence, that the soul identifies with the body to the point where we cannot tell ourselves as separate from the illusion of this physical world. 
Under Maya's influence, we get lost in the bias expression of ego, fear, sex, race, the color of our skin, our belief systems, under the illusion of Maya. In those same traditions, the idea of enlightenment, enlightenment means to escape the Maya, to escape the illusion. Christian traditions tell us something very, very similar. They tell us almost universally the world is temporary, that it is an illusion, not to get stuck here, that we're here only briefly, and that we are preparing. They actually say we're preparing ourselves to live in another world. This parallels ideas of a simulation almost to a T. And so again, that was the, the quote that I used here in A Walk in the, a walk in the Shadows. That was um, actually Greg Braden's quote. Um, he has a lot of uh, fantastic teachings out there, so I definitely, um, I definitely recommend that. So Victoria Monday, right away, of course, there's there's the big question of the universe. If we're testing the parameters, what is the purpose? Well, if you're if you're testing, um, you know, you're you're trying to learn something. So um, in a lot of like the testing that I do, we're trying to learn if this program will operate the right way um other testing would be um you know to to try to learn something about you know yourself um you know a lot a lot of the ideas are that we are down here to better ourselves come down here learn a lesson basically testing ourselves hopefully we move on and we are a better soul where whatever that home universe is uh, we better ourselves up there. And then if there's something else that we need to work on, then, you know, we come back down here and then we go through this whole testing phase again. So it's basically kind of like this world is kind of like a sandbox. And it's not just the earth, okay? Um, it could also be other worlds out there. So, you know, we just had Jeremy Rayon from MUFON. We talked UFOs. We talked aliens. We talked... Um, you know, other uh, worlds and galaxies and things like that that are out there. Um, it's possible you could come back here and go test that out on an alien world. I don't know how many of you are familiar with with Dolores Cannon and her work, and this is kind of getting well. It's all related though. Um, when she does pass, when she did past life regression, she passed away here some years ago. Um, some of her past life regressions that she did actually tapped into past lives on alien worlds. It was very, very interesting. I, I recommend her work as well. Um, so let's see. Brandon Wallace, perhaps humans are experiencing this reality or illusion for the benefit of the programmer. This being is in everything, experiences everything through us. How about that? I mean, that's interesting. Um, so there is the, okay, if we are elements within this well okay i did bring this up i wasn't going to go there quite yet so the idea that um well here's the sims <laughs> that we're almost kind of like an avatar within the sims playing within this sandbox or even um you know like sim city the the old the old video games right well i guess sims sims 4 is still out there but uh the idea that this world was created we're kind of dumped into it um you know did a higher power you could use the word god whatever just create this world throw us into it and then he just went completely hands off I was like all right you guys have at it i want to see what happens 
It's it's a possibility. We don't really know the entire scope of what's out there. We're stuck right now. We're stuck within the simulation. And I mean, basically, most you know, most religions talk about, hey, you know, we're down here temporary. We're going on somewhere else. We're here to you know live, whether it's to test, learn something, whatever. But there is another world that we are preparing for, and it's, and it's not this one. So there's something else out there. And that's kind of the idea. Um, now, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a computer. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of get thrown off when they think about, oh, we're living in a in a, a matrix. They automatically think the movie. They automatically think, you know, the machines and we're, you know, sitting in a pod and we're jacked in with the devices and all that. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. It doesn't have to be. We, we have a hard time getting beyond um, our current technology, we come up with some ideas for like our sci-fi movies and things like that, like nice little gadgets and gizmos. And you know, most times they are um, very mechanical in nature. So a, you know, a better computer, you know, a lot of our, you know, what we're using right now for like cell phones and iPads and things like that, these came out of our sci-fi movies like, you know, 30, 40 years ago, right? And so we're kind of doing, we're kind of continuing to do, the, to do that, where we come up with these neater gadgets in our movies, and then we see them a couple of decades down the road. Um, but I don't necessarily think that it's a computer like that. Um, I think it's more organic or biological in nature, um, and, and not so mechanical. That it's it's you know something else that encompasses our that encompasses our universe remember the the universe is connected so we're talking you know something that's more along those levels of energy that are interconnecting everything and so i can't get on on board with it's a mechanical computer although in many ways it acts like that because you know we think of the the math behind that the math behind the universe and when you start getting into um the way that um, that we see numbers within our universe. You can you can see the math play out, um, and even some of our you know uh, you know best music. Like, like you look at Mozart and the way you can actually break that down into mathematical equations. Um, there's something to that, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a computer just because there's math behind it. Um, the the world nature existed before we came up with computers. So that's why I always have a hard time with, well, it's somehow as, as, as humans, we always have to put, you know, the human ingenuity into it. So it has to be that. No, um, nature was around before us. You know, we kind of sprang out of nature, out of nature. You know, there's things that existed in this universe long before earth. So, um, so let's see, let me get to some of your questions here real quick. Uh, Betty Lange, don't you think some cults take this too far uh, related to death? Well, yes, um, a lot of cults do take too far, absolutely, where they, I mean, literally make you drink the Kool-Aid. Um, now, we're not talking anything like that. I mean, yeah, those death cults are insane because basically they circumvent everything that if you do believe that we are down here to learn something that we go on um those cults circumvent that from happening they cut they're cutting your life short by saying let's all drink the kool-aid and we'll go off to you know the comet or whatever is going on out there um so 
they actually short circuit that process. Um, so, you know, if, if they're just, I'm not going to say cult, but if you're, you know, hanging out with people that, you know, kind of believe, hey, you know, we're all connected, you know, there's things that we're learning here while we're on earth and we're all going to go to whatever the home is and then eventually come back. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, to, to drink the Kool-Aid, no, no. Um, so I hit that one already as far as your question. And then, okay, another one here from Victoria. The first graphic connected universe looks like a drawing I've seen sacred geometry called the flower of life. Is there a connection? Well, again, a lot, all these, all these different things within the universe are connected. So the, this first graphic that I threw up is actually, this was taken by, um, was it the Kepler telescope? I think it was. Uh, it's an x-ray of the universe is what it is. It's not a drawing or anything like that. Um, it, as far as it being related to something like the flower of life, I mean, a lot of people relate this to a web. It is kind of what it looks like, um, is a giant spider web across the cosmos. Um, but you can, you can see the strands of energy going from one star system to another, um, and basically, these are these are galaxies that you're seeing there. So that's how massive this is. Um, so where I related to some of this, yeah, that that's an X-ray. Um, where I related some of this with a walk in the shadows um, was with shadow people. And so there's some ideas within there that, yes, it kind of pertain to shadow people, but I think it it pertains a lot to the idea of if we're all living in a matrix, then what are a lot of these different things that we see around us that happen that are actually going on? So like with shadow people or other supernatural phenomena that we encounter, what are those things? Um, things that we see move around, um, ghosts, what are those things if this is all a simulation? Well, with shadow people, the thing that I threw out there as an idea, again, having a degree in, in simulation programming and understanding things like a um, like game design and stuff like that, uh, computer game design. If, let's take a gaming world, a massively multiplayer online game, and you put all these people in there they don't realize that they are actually you know a part of a simulation now when we're doing that online it's like we reconscious we are consciously aware of that you know we we have a physical body and you know we're actually playing a game some people get so immersed that they totally you know forget that they need to go to the bathroom and stuff which is a little overboard but that happens um but the idea is that you know you're in this quote unquote you know, game space. Now, in an MMORPG, there are game masters running around. So people that work for the game company, that oversee it, that drop in, you don't know that they're there. They're invisible. Uh, but they'll kind of come in, monitor how things are going on, that sort of thing. They might hear of a problem going on in some part of the game world. They'll drop in, see what's going on. Every once in a while, even though their avatar is invisible, every once in a while they'll kind of screw up and you'll you'll see well, something happened over there that's not quite right. <laughs> you know, you're bump into something. You know, you're you're moving your character along and it's like wait, 
that was kind of it seemed like an invisible wall for a second and now it's gone it might have been like one of them walking past you and you bumped into their avatar or something like that um so little things like that happen and so when it comes to things like shadow people um or even like a ghost or something like that you know are some of these different entities like these game masters dropping into the world like with our shadow people you know, a lot of times we see them in the corner of the room or at the foot of the bed and they're just observing us, watching what's going on. Um, now, why they show up as a shadow, we don't know. It could be the way that they are accessing this plane of existence from whatever that home world is. You know, if you think about, um, if you think about the movie The Matrix and the way that the agents came into the world i mean they would essentially have to take they came in and they took over somebody else's body but they were accessing a world that wasn't natively theirs they were from the machine world and they were coming into the matrix simulation to to police it so if some of these are like that or they could be up to something nefarious we don't know um and they're dropping in here maybe they can't fully form up as a solid body and they only come in as this shadow or shimmer or you know maybe they do come in as invisible and they're bumping into things and moving things around and, and that sort of thing so it kind of makes you wonder about a lot of these different things if they're coming in from that quote-unquote home world and dropping in and basically playing around with our within our game space but they're a different entity they're not one of the players they're something else so you and I would be like the players. So um, let me see what you guys uh, have for comments or questions in here. And so I guess not. I'm just I'm just monologuing here. That's, that's fine. Um, oh, here we go. Brandon Wallace. If the shadow people are, as Mike says, they're sure scary and don't seem to act like a kind of game master. Well, there's a lot of different um shadow people not all are evil not all are scary check out our other shadow people videos uh for that so this common misconception um with shadow people one standing at the end of your bed or standing in the corner it's creepy yeah but it's not necessarily evil and there's a lot that just kind of like dart across the room and they're gone so it's like you walk into the room and you scare it um you know, sometimes it just might peek, peek in your door and take off. You know, I've, I've, there was one that I had for like three or four months when I was a kid at a house that I lived in that was like that. So that could be, again, another one of those, you know, like little game master sort of things. Or it could be, I mean, it could be completely something else. I've, I've talked many times about them being interdimensional beings. Well, if they are interdimensional beings, well, that other like home world that I keep referring to, would be on another dimension, another plane of existence, existence, excuse me. So it would still be an interdimensional being, just in a different way than we're usually used to thinking. I've also thrown out here before on this show that it could actually be somebody from another place in time that we're actually interacting with. You know, if the way time works is not in a linear fashion and is more everything stacked on top of each other. So there's a lot of different concepts that we're exploring here. And I don't necessarily believe that there's, you know, one that fits everything right now. 
Um, there's a lot of different concepts that I think we're going to be playing around with for a while and kind of see eh, maybe this part of this one fits and part of that one fits and just kind of try things on for a while and you know see where we might get with it. So the idea of a simulated universe is, I don't want to say universally, but I, I will say like near universally a concept. We just don't ever word it like that. We don't ever think of it like that because um, all of our you know major religions basically talk about it as you know, like a heaven that we're going to, um, just to take, you know, the, the Christian idea, you know, it's, a, it's, it's another place, it's a better place, it's somewhere else that we're going, it's not here on earth. Everybody talks about that the earth will go away, that there's somewhere else that we are going to. So it, it's a near universal concept that humanity has, and it's just we don't ever talk, talk about it as a simulation, but that's essentially what it is. Um, so Betty Lange, uh, grand old folks, if one believes in fairies or angels, are they simulated beings? Interesting question. So last week we talked a little bit about angels when we talked about fallen angels and the watchers and basically the beginning of our world, according to, to Enoch, you know, we talked about giants and things like that. So would they be simulated beings? Well, essentially, we're all simulated beings, right? So I'm, I would be one, right? <laughs> this is Vanessa, uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole, always calls our body the meat sack, that our, our soul is our real selves. The body that we're in is basically the simulation. I know it feels extremely real, right? Um, so as far as like the angels or things like that, yes, but in a different way so because they are essentially they would be accessing our world again excuse me they would be accessing our world in a different way than we are so again i'll, I'll go back to just because it's easy to reference i'll go back to the matrix again the movie so the way that those people were accessing the world was by being jacked in through, you know, the, the thing that they stuck in the back of the head, right? But the agents accessed the world in a different way. They would essentially possess a person's body. Um, so they wouldn't, they wouldn't be jacked in. They were a program that came in, and then they would take over a person's body. Um, something like the Oracle or Seraph, those were kind of quote-unquote rogue programs. Um, a very, very similar thing where they they weren't a being, they weren't a person, a human jacked in with the thing through their head. They came into the simulation in a different way. So a, an angel, a fairy, what I've been talking about with the shadow people and things like that, they would be coming in here in a different way than you and I are. I mean, it could very well be that we, we are sitting up there, wherever it is, in a chair with something plugged into us. We don't know. Um, it could be. Um, it could be that, you know, we're laying down in a bed and it's just, it's just a, a thought process. It's a dream. We don't know how all that works. Um, at some point we're going to find out and I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> um, Tom McNicholas. <laughs> 
If we are simulated, can we come back as a creature spitting acid? So can we come back as like the movie Aliens? Um, or Romulan? <laughs> um, I suppose, right? Yeah, I talked a little bit earlier about Dolores Cannon, about um, the past life regressions that she did where people were remembering past lives as alien creatures. So sure, sure, it's possible that we could come back and be on an alien planet somewhere, which would be pretty interesting. It's your way to get around the solar system. So I think I missed something up here. Um, so, okay. Robert Hanna asks, Mike, do you think the MIBs are the possible game masters or possible time travelers? So the MIBs probably, or could be in any case, uh, more related to the agents from the Matrix than, say, something like the Shadow People. I think the Shadow People would probably be more of like your your rogue programs, uh, and they're they're dropping in here, observing us for some reason, or like the uh, like you have the the Hat Man uh, and some of these other type of shadow beings that are you know feeding off of your energy, putting instilling fear into you, and then feeding off of that fear. And then they get energized and go, we don't know what they go do. They go do something else. Um, those seem more like your kind of rogue program sort of things where the the men in black, now some of the men in black, we've talked about it here before uh, when we had Jeremy on for Edge of the Rabbit Hole, he kind of alluded to it where there are some men in black that are just, they're absolutely human. They are part of a government agency. He talked about FEMA before. Um I have talked about NSA on here before. There are facets, real humans, government agents that are men in black. However, there are a lot of others that may be something that's, um, that may be interdimensional, that may be some other being, that may actually be in, in extraterrestrial. Um, some of these men in black are different. So they may be more of like the police of... Um, of this world they may be more like the agents so it's, that's a that's a good question it's interesting to think about and just kind of sitting here talking about hey you know maybe the shadow people are more like these rogue, rogue programs and they're you know feeding off your fear and things like that so it makes you wonder um again not not a computer program but something more organic or biological but still they're putting something into you. They're instilling fear into you, but maybe there is something about that. Again, the entire universe is connected, going back to that original photo. Perhaps they understand that connection a lot better. And by just standing there at the end of the bed, um, and they're instilling, they're putting something into you. So maybe they understand that energy connection, and they are feeding that directly into you, to get that fear, to get whatever your bodily reaction is to it, and then they're siphoning it, your reaction, right off of you. It could be the way that works, and then they fill up, and then they're good to go. They might use you as like a gas station. Ooh, that's kind of a creepy thought, huh? <laughs> um, crazy stuff. Let's see what else you guys had here. Um, I'm talking Star Trek down there. All right. <laughs> 
Victoria Monday, could shadow people be like a drop frame in video? Sometimes they just drop in when they're not supposed to, like a loss in sync and they show up. Cosmic whoopsie. I mean, that's always possible. I've talked about that plenty of times on here where, um, you know, two, two moments in time, two different planes of existence. I've used the term echo before where for some reason these two dimensions or what have you cross each other and you're able to see for a few minutes, maybe a brief moment, whatever, something else and it may actually see you and so these things just kind of overlap real quickly you can call it a drop frame or out of sync or whatever there because there is kind of something not syncing up right with the world at that moment and at least as far as the way that we are supposed to see it we may actually be seeing how the world actually works for a brief moment and you kind of get that out of sync and you see something for a moment hey and then it's gone because it went properly back into sync. So that's that's an interesting way to look at it. And so I guess that is that's one way to to see how that works. Possible. And, and basically I'm, I'm kind of saying like a lot of these different ideas and concepts are, are possible. And I like having these different types of conversations because it really gets your mind thinking and it puts into motion um, ideas and thoughts to you know keep researching on and keep exploring with. So, um, so let me pie 25. We're just a simulation. Why are UFOs visiting? Just wondering. They're part of the simulation too. Um, UFOs basically are in the aliens. I mean, they're, they're basically you and I on another planet. They've developed technology enough to be able to come and visit ours. Um, I talked about Dolores Cannon a couple times now where she's talked about, uh, the past life regressions, you know, seeing past lives of alien life forms. Well, those alien life forms at some point develop some technology to be able to come here and travel and all that. So they're all they're all part of the simulation too and running through it. They're just doing it in another part of the galaxy or another part of the universe or whatever. And they've they've developed space travel to be able to come here. So it, it's all it's all part of the simulation. It's just exterior from our planet, which there is a ton that is exterior to our planet. Um, let me throw this back up here real quick. So, um, so Sim City. Okay, so what's going on in one part of the map is is separate from another part of the map. These are all little things that are running within the simulation, and this is just like one block of the city. Um, but yet they're all they're all connected and you know really what's going on in one corner doesn't really know what's going on in the other so if you take like one little sim that's down there they have no idea from the other guy off in the corner yet they're all connected and all these different things you could almost talk you know butterfly effect you know something that's going to happen in one corner is going to the affect the other even though they don't know each other at all so um you know, it's vast and wide and all that within that little simulation there. Kind of the same thing here. We are, you could you could see that uh, take us as like one of those little buildings or whatever and another galaxy or planet on another galaxy or whatever is, you know, a few blocks down the road from there and, you know, one of the buildings there. 
and somebody's doing something, but um, but it's still yet all connected. And but at some point, they decide to get in their car and drive over to ours, and that would be the UFO. So, um, and so I see something about dreaming in here. Oh, sim it's Tim shown <laughs> simulation within another simulation. Um, why not? Why? I mean, really, it's we do that anyway. We we already do that. Take any of your video games. You're playing a simulation. Your flight simulators. You're playing a simulation while you're already in a simulation. So yeah, <laughs> it it absolutely is. And um, I guess the thing that's the the thing that is a little different from our simulations that we run right now, and this is where it's starting to get kind of borderline. Right now with the simulations that we run in a lot of these different computer environments, they don't have a conscience. There's no consciousness there with the with the game world. Um, it's funny, there's actually, um, and I mentioned it in here, there's, there's one guy that theorized, he had a different idea of shadow people, that being in, if we were in a simulation, that some of those people that some people are just filler <laughs> and you see we actually do this in some of our video games especially the uh the online ones where there's just kind of computer people that are ambling about the streets to kind of create like an ambiance there that to populate the world and make it look like it's living and thriving but you can't really interact with them and they're just they're almost like zombie type characters they're just like yeah i'm here um it, it that's an interesting one where some of these people around here may actually be filler. It does make you wonder about some people that you see at the at the grocery store or Walmart or wherever. Um, where the hell was I going with that? <laughs> um, oh, um, consciousness. Yeah. So a lot of our um, simulated people within these computer environments they don't have a consciousness yet yeah we've we've created an ai for them to be able to make decisions within that environment to be able to um simulate a particular situation so we can see how it plays out um ai programming was, was part of um of what i've learned is when you do that when you do simulation programming is ai and we're on that cusp of developing artificial intelligence and if we get there does that actually create a consciousness and that's kind of the difference right now with us running a, a simulation within the simulation that we're in right now i have a consciousness you have a consciousness i'd like to think most people are, are around us or have a conscious um consciousness but like i said some might be filler <laughs> um but if we do get to the point where we actually are able to create consciousness, then we are in a whole nother world of different dynamics right there. Um, you see a lot of different sci-fi movies right now explore this, this idea and possibility of uh, AI having his own consciousness. Um, the Matrix was one of them, of course. Uh, Ex Machina? Uh, was an interesting one where um, she had actually developed her own consciousness or at least intelligent enough AI where she was 
like extremely, extremely, extremely close to as much as you can get to a human being as possible. Um, so it's, we're getting really close with AI and a lot of people fear it um, because we do have this recurring cycle of the creation turning on the creator. And so if we do create AI, will our creation turn on us? And you see that play out in a lot of these different sci-fi movies. And, and a lot of people take that as a warning, like, you don't want to do this. Get close to it because it helps us in a lot of a lot of what we're trying to you know do within our civilization. But be careful with how far you take it. And it would be interesting to see, you know, if we come into contact with some of these other alien extraterrestrial worlds out there, if they've encountered this issue and how they handled it. So um, I would really like to see that. Um, Candy Orton, I see artificial intelligence on the daily. I think we're talking about two different types. Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe. So, what is this? Mike has a Harry Potter kind of simulated thing, juggles the magic world. There's, well, there's a lot of juggling around going here. <laughs> um, so, Victoria Monday, there's a lot of chatter going around here about the spiritual awakening that's been going on. So, if there really is an awakening, is that why more are questioning the Matrix? Um, I, I think... I think it's, how do I want to word this? People have always questioned what we're calling the matrix. People have always recognized it. You know, this is where I talked earlier about all of our different major religions. They all recognize that this is, they don't use the word matrix. And that's something I've been, and maybe I'm not saying it well enough, um, they do recognize that this is a temporary world, that this is a type of simulation. They don't use the word simulation. They don't use the word matrix. Uh, they do use the word temporary. They do say that that this world will pass and that there is a, another world that we are going to go to. And that's usually the terms. Yeah, they, they incorporate it into something ethereal and mystical and, and all of that. Uh, but what they're really describing is you know, we're in a temporary world. We're down here for a short period of time. I mean, all these different things that you would attribute to um, to being in the Matrix in, in those religions, not all talk about reincarnation. Um, although there were some early Christians that did believe in uh, reincarnation that kind of snuffed that out, the church did. Um, you know, those religions, you know, are even more on board with that about coming down here and you know learning a lesson and going on uh, and those sorts of things so it it's already ingrained within us so um as far as like a spiritual awakening with that um I, I think over the course of millennia there are certain people that have been aware of that that are spiritually awakened that are more in tune to the concept of what's going on there and they try to learn as much as they can about it and pass that on and teach it to others that hopefully they will carry that on and try to learn more and try to tap into it. Um, some people are, of course, more naturally spiritually awakened and are able to tap into that a little bit easier. Um, and then there are others that, 
you know, it's going to, it, it's going to take some time to, you know, try to figure it out and, and get there. Um, so I, it's always been with us. It, it's always been with us. We've just never until recent years with popular culture, you know, we never called it the matrix or, or, um, this whole simulated universe idea, but those are the concepts that we're talking about. So, um, <laughs> B3 airspace. I am a filler and <laughs> in the going into Walmart comments. You guys are funny. Um, wow. Okay. Um, Robert Hanna, how about the Planet of the Apes movies? A lot of people are worried about that happening as well. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a similar concept. So in that, in, instead of it being AI, artificial intelligence, it, it became the apes. The apes evolved and took us over. Or I guess they were, um, they were genetically modified. Uh, they were genetically modified. They began to learn, and they ended up evolving into becoming almost a human-like type of race. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's another one where basically the creation was destroying the creator. They made humans subservient to them. So, um, yeah, it's it's all that similar type of concept. Planet of the Apes did a little bit differently. So... Um, let's see, um, trying to see if you guys had any other questions down in here and let's see what else I had for my notes here. Um, I think that's probably about all that I have on this for tonight. We're about 15 minutes short. It's uh, there's a lot of deep concepts in here and we're, we're kind of going around the same things right now. So let's see, I feel that couldn't happen Robert, because we're evolving at the same time. So we'll always be ahead. Okay. All right. So yeah, throw any, uh, last minute questions. I think we'll probably finish this one up early. Yeah, there's, Really just, again, scratching the surface here. I do dive into it again in a walk in the shadows. I'm going to just breeze through here real quick, see if there's any point, other points down in here that I wanted to bring up. I think I pretty much hit all the things that I wanted to hit on. Um, yeah, where I talk about simulation, more biological, perhaps even molecular in nature. Um well, I kind of get into the idea of powering it. Um, so, like when, who was that? Was that John Barrow that suggested that? Nick Bostrom, okay, who suggested that maybe some people are filler. <laughs> Again, it's kind of funny. Um, the idea that um, the resources to be able to power something with everybody having a, um, you know, a, a running conscious, and that's why there's some filler, because it would be too many resources, you need too much power, um, I, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in the filler thing, no matter how <laughs> some people are at the Walmart or whatever. Um, I think they're human. I think they're fine. Um, but I think, I think some people are kind of, um, constraining everything to our concepts and our ideas of 
this being a computer simulation, I don't necessarily think it's a computer. And then they start to think of how would you power something, such a thing, you know, the resources it would take for each person, the, you know, the cars, computing power, the math, the mathematics it would take behind everything in the universe to be able to run a computer simulation like that. Um, and if we tried to do it, you know, in a computer lab today, how, how many resources, how much resources would that take? I think people restrict themselves when they think of it on those levels. And so that's why I think it's something more you know, like biological or molecular in nature. Some, um, some power that we can't even fathom right now that is, that stretches across the universe that again, we have this whole connected universe. It's all energy connected to each other. And I think that it's, it's a type of energy source powering this whole thing that we can't, just can't even fathom right now. Um, but it, has to do with the fact that we are all connected together and if we just ride that then we're good um all right so i do briefly touch on quantum entanglement in here but i'm not really going to get into that right now um uh, but it it's again the idea of you know particles being connected to each other you could send them across the universe and they're still connected to each other um without any time spent uh, between the two, just when something happens one, something happens to the other. Um, quantum entanglement is really interesting. Um, so, yeah, backdrop people from Dolores. Yeah, that's kind of the whole Nick Bostrom's idea of his idea of shadow people are filler people. And again, I have seen this in. Um, you know, computer simulated games where they just kind of, you know, fill it with, a, you know, with basically dummy characters. So you see like people walking down the street, but you can't really interact with them. Um, so it's that type of idea. I don't really know if they, I don't necessarily believe that that's the case. I, I think that um, the people that you see, I mean, okay, let's, let's try this. Okay. If you're, in a, if you're in Walmart, I love using Walmart as an example for this because we see them all the time in Walmart. Those people that are just like, they look oblivious. They're just spaced out, whatever. They just look like they're there, just kind of up and down the aisles. Okay, so you're like, that's one right there. That's a filler person. That's a backdrop person. Okay. Walk up to them, say hello, tap them on the shoulder, start talking to them <laughs> and see if they're really a backdrop person. <laughs> I think you'll discover that no, they're not. You probably really embarrass yourself, but try it. Try it. <laughs> uh, that would be really interesting. And when you're doing that, film it, put it up on Facebook or something. I'd love to see it happen. Just, hey, are you a filler person? <laughs> you're just taking up space here. To make it seem like to the rest of us that there's more people around than, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny though. So, and thank you, Quarantine Ghost, for putting the link to um, A Walk in the Shadows on Amazon. Um, I appreciate that. So, Jill Nemchinsky, what about reflections in mirrors? Um, okay, so mirrors. Now, that's really interesting. We do have a couple of shows that we've done on mirrors, a couple of videos, and you know, are they are they portals or can they be used as portals into another dimension? Can they be a gateway? I think there's a I think there is something mystical about mirrors that can be used for that purpose. I mean, 
yeah, sure. They, I mean, they have a functionality of showing a reflection, that sort of thing. Um, but a lot of people have seen um, people, entities, beings within mirrors. Of course, there's the idea that you uh, face two mirrors together that can create a portal, um, especially if they have a silver backing like the old school mirrors. Um, of course, there's the tradition of... Uh, putting sheets and towels and things like that over mirrors when somebody passes away so that their spirit does not go into the mirror, that it goes up and up and out. So they'll open up a window in the room too, that sort of thing. Um, so could that mirror be a possible portal into the dimension which, you know, the home world or wherever these things are coming from? Possibly, possibly. Um, yeah, that's, that's one I think that we need... I think mirrors is uh, one that we do need to keep exploring, that there's a lot there that we don't quite understand or have lost to time. So, um, all right. So, that's right, that's right. Walk up to them, go bonk, 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 and record it. I want to see you record that. So, somebody that you think is a filler person in the store, you go walk up to them, you talk to them, and you record that shit. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> that would be pretty, pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to see that happen now, actually. Jeez. I want to see that happen now. Just because we see them in the store, like, all the time. Like, no, that person is not real. <laughs> it's just, there's just no way. Um I just think they have a social disconnect really is what I, I think it is. But hey, you never know. I could be totally wrong on that. It, they could really be a filler person or a backdrop person or whatever you want to call them. Pinch them. I don't know if you get away with that. Especially don't pinch them on the ass. You might go to jail for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, have a third person record it because you're going to be busy trying to explain yourself. <laughs> you're not going to like tap, tap them on the shoulder, tap them on the shoulder with your phone ready. Like, hey. Hey, how how you doing? Are you a filler person? I, that's not going to work. <laughs> Have a third party do it. So, but that would be pretty interesting. Uh, um, yeah, Tim Schoen, uh, since you're talking about mirrors, the movie Oculus, um, really, really interesting movie. That uh, They did that one really well. So check that one out. All right. Um, I'm not going to talk about Flat Earth. Come on now. So I saw something out there recently about um, a flat earther making a, a comment about there's people all over the globe that believe in the flat earth. It was like, just think about what you just said. <laughs> I like the idea. Somebody threw it out there of um, a great reality show would be to get a bunch of flat earthers and record them going to the edge of the earth. We'll put you in a boat, go to the edge of the earth. And you have your own reality show. Let's watch it happen. And we'll go to that edge and we'll record that. <laughs> I like that idea. Um, so, uh, Kathy Salento, Mike, do you think we can create our own portals? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we can. I, th I think uh, humans do have the technology and know how to be able to create and open those portals. A lot of spiritualists have... I say spiritualists... I, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, people are able to open portals and do different things. Um, 
you know, it's a lot easier to do in like, say a vortex area, maybe a triangle area, um, go to your ancient sacred sites that basically they have already tapped into that energy there. And yeah, I mean, people have been doing that for millennia. Um, yep. So, all right. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up now and get to the shout outs. So really do appreciate all of you tonight and uh, hanging out, talking about some really wild, crazy things with the simulated universe, <laughs> the matrix. I mean, it's, it's a legit thing. We just, we, we tend to think of it in a sci-fi mechanical view I think it exists, but more on a molecular, biological, organic way and also spiritual.